0: The management said, we need someone to look after our staff here, our people who were under a lot of pressure. They were exhausted. They were stressed. There were adversities. And within this situation, I met this young woman.
1: Welcome back to Orbitz Consulting. My name is Manal Zeynuddin, Global Education Consultant and Founder of Orbitz Development Code, an approach for conscious learning and being. This podcast highlights education communities from macro and micro angles, leadership, learning, personal and professional growth across multiple disciplines. Education is holistic and as vast and infinite as the cosmos. As we bring stories, interviews talks projects from around this globe i extend plutarch's famous quote that i had posted in uh, the schools i have worked in the mind is not a vessel to be filled but a fire to be kindled Last year in one of the global conferences I was a speaker at, I met this person who immediately caught my attention of all others because she was also speaking about a topic I have always supported, which is the need to infuse intuition in our work. And intuition, as I always saw it, it is a unique type of of intelligence at a higher scale. And uh, education and all the other fields are mainly logic and reasoning, which we are not only employing in everything we do as professionals, but we are also imparting Onto children. So I always thought that power is not only in our heads and in our body muscles, but in our hearts. So listening that day to her talk at the conference, I found myself contacting her right after her talk to express how important that talk was and how this related to what I do as well. Now today, this same speaker is joining us from Germany, Britta Simon. Britta is a personal resilience coach certified by the Institute of Heart Math, specializing in sustainable stress management, self-regulation, and sensitive trauma recovery, psychological counseling for individuals and teams. Britta, I'm so excited to have you with us today. Good morning,
0: Manal, and good morning to the audience. Uh, I'm equally excited as you are and i am absolutely thrilled that we have uh, not only had the opportunity to meet at the conference online but maybe at some point also personal in person but also uh, i would like to thank you for your kind invitation to this podcast and um, yeah let's go for it um more than excited to speak about what's very much at my heart and uh, I'm very glad that it also touched your heart. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you. And actually, I would like to start our conversation today by quoting your words from your website. And I quote, my life was accompanied by tragedy, sadness, trauma, and troubles early on, but I am still alive. I do not regret any step of this journey where all events were ultimately one thing valuable, valuable to learn, to recognize, to wake up, to be healthy and to dare a new beginning and valuable because in the process, I realized that I too am valuable. Every person or every human being is by law of nature. Only our way of life sometimes leads us to the fallacy that we are not. And we think that we have to do something special for it, end quote. And I personally find this profound because I am sure it's not only you, Bretta, who felt that way. Most of us did. And now I think just like so many people around this world uh, this is a very strange period of time in history and now more than ever we need to look at things differently so how do you view all that?
0: Um, Yes thank you Manal and uh, absolutely I um, behind my words I do stand a hundred percent and I um, have met a lot of people along my journey that uh, could probably feel the same that we've been through difficult times, but uh, it was at the end of the day, at some point we realized that it was a learning process. And we also realized that we are able to change. We have this capacity to change and to adapt to changes and also to grow to changes and to heal. And um, I think we all agree there's a big headline on this Horizon, especially in the past uh, couple of years, the world is changing. Yeah, there have been massive developments, especially not only through COVID, also before the invention of the internet. Yeah, we have uh, massive right. changes. People are there's a huge trend. People of all ages have been welcoming and adapting new technologies and communication, lifestyle, traveling, creating, and problem solving. And now, since uh, the, the global pandemic, we have a whole new trend because people have become more vulnerable and generally more thoughtful about their life, about their fate, about their future, and not only about their, also of uh, the families and the global collective.
1: Yes, yes, so true. And I think there is now this new approach, like you've just said, to discover things in a different way, because we have already noticed that the old ways do not work anymore. So we have to shift the discussions, we have to explore new topics and feel comfortable to accept our vulnerabilities that's very true we have studied that the heart is a muscle but recently we are learning that it has its own electromagnetic field just like the brain and in oxford publication in 1944 they explain how the heart is an encoding and processing center that can learn just like like the brain and i think now researchers are exploring the heart from a totally different angle so i think this is what uh, you mean by heart intelligence right
0: yes absolutely and this is a part of also the new trend I have um, recognized and also truly welcome from the bottom of my heart that uh, more and more people, they are not only adapting to new challenges. What is new here and what is absolutely fascinating, people are doing this intuitively They listen to their intuition. They listen to the subtle voice within them. And this has a lot to do with this hard intelligence, which has been on the rise and which has been uh, in the focus of scientists and researchers, especially in the past 30 years, because we do have this inner intelligence and this inner intuition, and, and people now tend to turn Inwards to look for answers, to look for solutions from themselves and not only to rely what the outside world is presenting to them. And uh, I could also give you an example. Last year, I had uh, the pleasure to work with a team of care workers in a local care home. And local care homes, as the whole health sector, they've been under tremendous pressure the past two years. And uh, this was also the reason why the management said, We need someone to look after our staff here, our people who were under a lot of pressure. They were exhausted. They were stressed. There were adversities. And within this situation, I met this young woman who came to me for stress management. And she was one of the first to to come to me for these these sessions. And uh, she told me something very interesting. She said, you know what? I've been really desperate especially the past couple of months, I broke my my ankle and I had to pause from work and all this stress. And then I came back and there was was a lot of adversity and uh, a lot of pressure going on within the team. And uh, I felt really desperate. I felt exhausted. I felt hopeless and uh, I didn't know what to do. And at some point, I just surrendered, and I told myself, "Please, universe, do something. Please, send me something, someone, or do something that could help me and to get somehow out of this desperation and out of the, you know, the stressful moments, and to give some kind of hope and the solution." And then she said, "You know." And after about two weeks, there you came. <laughs> she told me and that was uh, that was very touching. And wow. uh, at first, I would say, "You know." Be careful what you wish for, but this is what, what seems maybe a coincidence is a perfect example of interconnection of our human hearts and also a perfect example of how intelligence works and our inner intuition and our inner intelligence. So sometimes when we just wish for something and we just send out a message into our environment, something comes back. And this has been, as I said before, in the focus of scientists and researchers that the heart is not only a blood pump we all know it for, it's also a biophysical high-precision device, which is, um, as I said, doesn't only pump our blood, it's our closest ally, our protector, our best advisor, and our source of intuition and intelligence sometimes we simply know yeah we have this intuition yes. and uh, sometimes and especially as i said sometimes when we just surrender ourselves to nature to a higher force this is uh, then providing us with the answers but we and um, need to consciously make an effort to access this capacity within us and uh, this is when changes appear. And this is the big new trend, which I'm very excited about.
1: Yes, Bretta, I cannot but echo what uh, you have just said. That's absolutely enlightening in a way, because I've never believed in coincidences. I always thought that there is some kind of, let's say, hidden plan for us, which we cannot necessarily see, but it is there. And just like this amazing story of that woman who just got her wish manifest manifested so quickly in just a matter of two weeks. Bretta, we have witnessed mainly during COVID and and now post-COVID economic crisis as well, existing wars, uh, food shortages now, also heating concerns due to the wars occurring. And we know that in some countries, teachers are even resigning due to escalating fears and disappointments. And they have have gone through traumatic experiences during these two years. So how can we uh, operate from a place opposite to fear. And I will use here the term that you practitioners use, the heart-mind coherence. So what does that mean, heart-mind coherence?
0: Yes, yeah, the um, heart-mind or uh, heart-brain coherence, as we call it, is uh, something that we basically at the heart institute this is our bread and butter for example and the reason yes. why the heart institute has been founded in 1991 was exactly the reason that you manal very clearly expressed now because uh, adversities stress is on on the rise people are they have uh, sometimes problems to not not to know you know who am i still but also how can i deal with all the adversities with all the challenges in, in the, that are going on in the world yeah worldwide and uh, this is where our heart comes in we and and our own capacities comes in and sometimes we have to relearn and this is also what what's going on now what is now developing in worldwide globally in people that we are relearning and recovering and reactivating our intrinsic capacities in order to remove ourselves from stress in order to to refill our Batteries and in order to handle yep. the adversities and whatever life throws on us more resiliently and more calm and uh, without getting exhausted and without getting depleted in the long run. And uh, as I said, this um, has a lot to do with the capacities of the heart. And uh, not only in 1991, a Canadian scientist has found brain like cells in the heart, these the so called sensory neurites, which are come Emily Cohen is known as the little brain in the heart or the heart brain. And uh, the heart is also this electromagnetical device which, like a radio station, emits information in form of an electromagnetical charge. So the charge, in other words, is our emotions, our values, our beliefs, and also our thoughts because brain and heart are very closely connected. And um, when we are overwhelmed, by fear-based emotions like anxiety and insecurity, frustration, anger. This, of course, brings our heart in a state of incoherence, which is what well, we can call it a chaos. There is an inner chaos True. developing. Yeah, and uh, this and this chaos is manifesting between heart and brain and of course consequently with uh, all the systems in our body in all the all the elements of our body the organs the cells the tissue and everything yeah but uh, the heart brain connection is very is, is essential because it's some kind of the central regulator together with the autonomous nervous system and uh, as i said when we live in a state of fear or fear fear-based emotion, we are exposed to this incoherent heart. And in the long run, of course, this is uh, very detrimental to our energy processing in our system. Yes, yes. So um, when, for example, when we live under anxiety, insecurity, frustration and anger and hormones of stress are running all the time, this is literally draining our inner battery. And this is when we live in a state of incoherence. Yeah. And according to the HeartMath research, these negative emotions, they drain our energy. But on the other hand, positive emotions, they add energy to our system. Yeah. So we are actually on promoting to find simple solutions to bring people out of this chaos or incoherent state back into coherence. And this is quite, I wouldn't say difficult, but stress has become so normal. So this is uh, one of the reasons why a big rethinking and reawakening and reactivation of the human intrinsic capacities is so, so important. And it is quite easy actually to live A coherent life to bring back the heart-brain connection from this state of chaos into a state of coherence and to live an inner balance life that also manifests in the outside world. And if you like, we could also at this point maybe do a little exercise together.
1: Yes, what what you just said is very powerful because we all of us think that it's normal to be stressful because stress has become a, a part of our lives. We feel drained, we feel depleted most of the time and it has become the normal, but this is not the normal. We were not born to be tired and exhausted and stressful all the time, Breta. And yes, of course, because this will lead us to uh, some techniques to reduce the stress and burnout. I, and I'm sure also the listeners would love to be engaged in an exercise right now about how to find those right techniques and implement them regularly for a better uh, state of well-being and coherence. Yes, absolutely. I mean, this is probably the
0: perfect moment. And as you rightly said, Manal, we are not designed to be depleted, to be stressful. Yeah, it has become normal and sometimes people don't know what to do about it. But uh, we are rather designed, our whole body, to recover, to regenerate, to replenish ourselves. This is what we call self-regulation. And when we give our body the chance to train this capacity, to relearn this capacity, then we are on a much better position and we can fully trust our body to replenish and to re to regulate itself and to have some kind of a self-stress management. Yeah, And when I am doing the exercises or when I'm coaching people, I'm not resolving the stress in people. I'd only show the way or the best way, the fastest way to get from stress into replenishment into inner healing or from chaos to coherence and we and i would love to do just a three-minute exercise which is more than enough yeah it is very fast and very efficient or i would like to invite you to join me for a heart focused breathing which is one of our basic techniques to get from an incoherent to a coherent state uh, developed by the HeartMath Institute. And this is now a perfect moment. And it's very easy. What we do first here, Manal, is uh, there are just two simple steps. So Yes, if and we are ready. Yes, you are ready. And just <laughs> yes. you can do this in a sitting position somewhere comfortably. And I would just like to invite you to focus your attention at the center of your chest, where your heart area is, where your sternum is at the area around your heart. Just focus there with all your senses. And you may also rest the tips of your finger or the palm of your hand at the sternum, which makes it easier to focus. Lovely. And now at step two, I would like to invite you to take a deep breath And to continue breathing a little slower and deeper than usual through your nose. And to imagine that your breath is flowing in and out of your heart area. Just find a comfortable breathing pace, a little slower and deeper. Keep your attention at your heart area. And imagine your breath is flowing in and out of your heart. Now there's nothing else to do, just enjoy this moment of calm, even breathing. A moment of peace of heart, of coherence and stillness. And I invite you to stay there for a few minutes and just breathe in and out. You may also close your eyes and when the mind wanders, the thoughts wander. This is something very really normal. Just return them gently to the center of your chest. Very good, and uh, whenever you're ready, you may open your eyes.
1: I just did.
0: Excellent. Yes. yeah. And this was a very, very simple exercise. and our heart is now in a state of coherence. and even though we don't realize a lot at first, there is a huge processes going on now. In our body, our heart and brain are in alignment. They are coherence, and now we are literally stress-free because also the stress hormones are reduced and we signalize our body. that It's in a safe place and only in a safe place it is able to replenish and to heal and to recover and to recharge the battery. And you can also say that our body is now working like a switch watch reliable, intelligent, self-regulated. And you can practice this exercise literally every day, even on the go. And sometimes I even do it at the supermarket checkout. No one would know that I'm practicing stress Mm -hmm. management. And this is very easy. Yeah, this is really stress management on the go. And the body immediately responds to this exercise. We just um, lower the pace of our breathing. So we can really use our intrinsic capacity, starting with the knowledge about coherence, heart-brain coherence, and with knowledge about that we can, for instance, use our breath and our emotions as tools, as very intelligent tools, to be aware of it, to become aware of it, and to use them for our advantage, for our health, and also for the health of our family, our children, our collective yes thank you for joining uh, me that
1: was fantastic uh, britta because I know we in the field of education, although it's supposed to be education and learning, it's most of the time like a marathon, whether it's with the teachers, uh, the leaders, or even the, the yes. children who are supposed to be there to learn and enjoy, to go through the process of learning. But yes. when there are certain requirements, you know, you have to meet certain standards, you have to uh, always coordinate with your ministry of education and and so on, et cetera, with all of those requirements, all the stakeholders are always in this state of stress. So what you are showing right now is so important. And this is what I also call for, is giving ourselves some time, even at work in our school communities, to relax and take these moments Uh, these very short moments, do these little exercises. And I think this leads to the next question. So as a leadership and resilience coach yourself, as a professional yourself, how do you think leaders can foster resilience in their school community?
0: Yes, absolutely. And as you are mentioning schools, and this is so important that we are aware of the things from an early age. And this is where leaders, team leaders, and in this case, especially the educators and, and teachers are aware of these things, that they do learn the things about the body, about stress management, resilience building themselves, and also pass it on to the children. Yeah, children, as we all know, they are very intuitive and compassionate, compassionate. Absolutely. And we all yeah. have been this. Yeah, this is a gift of nature. And sometimes when the adults become overwhelmed in stress by anxiety and insecurities, and naturally we pass this on to the children. So yeah, and too. Yes, and, and the children, they are actually, they depend on our guidance. They appreciate our guidance, even though they are very powerful, but they see parents and teachers as their guides and as, and this is very important, as a source of safety and security. And it is very difficult to transport the sense of of safety to children when we feel unsafe and insecure ourselves, when we feel stressed and depleted. And this this means when we live a fear-based life or in other words an incoherent life. So this is uh, something that we need to be aware of and I always encourage parents and teachers and team leaders to implement the concepts of heart coherence in their daily communication and interaction. And as we said, it is so easy and it only takes a couple of minutes, which can be done at any moment in time, before breakfast, after breakfast, before activities. And this only takes a uh, five minutes, not longer than five minutes, to practice heart-focused breathing. And in fact, the HeartMath Institute has developed age-specific modifications of this heart coherence technique for example, the heart-focused breathing for children of all ages. And uh, more and more, these techniques are being implemented in schools and in kindergartens and nursery schools all over the world because uh, they have not only contributed to a calmer atmosphere in the classroom, they also decrease cases of bullying, of hate between pupils and increase results in performance tests and exams. and, And children are naturally calmer. And they also learn about their their intrinsic powers, about the power of their heart when they stay connected naturally with with their heart. And uh, if I may add something to this, which is also very important. On the other hand, okay, children, they always, as I said, need our guidance and need to feel the security and the support from, from the adults but uh, I would also very heartily welcome an increasing development in which adults meet children more on an eye-to-eye level. Yeah, knowing how intelligent, intuitive children are, we all we have all reason to actively include them in our daily decision making in the decision-making processes and consciously ask for their opinion and advice. And I'm positive that that this will create massive win-win situations in family as well as in schools and children will grow up much more self-confident, much more responsible and have a sense of equality and sense of not only personal coherence and also a social coherence and a social equilibrium. And there is a massive potential what heart intelligence and heart coherence can do for the communication and the interaction between humans of all ages.
1: Uh, yes, Breta, what you have just said is amazing because, like I said, it echoes what I also believe in and what I think we can do, and our role and responsibility dictates, uh, which is to give attention to this area in our learning communities because it is as important as academics. And you, what you also mentioned is also powerful because I think this will also facilitate the DEI or the diversity, equity, and inclusion which schools are working on right now. Absolutely. So with this little technique, which is backed up by science, with the tools right now available in our hands, I think schools should really focus on finding those moments, finding those short periods of time during our long days, because it's not only academics and scores and standardized testing. That's a very powerful message, which I wanted you as a practitioner to talk about it, and you just did very well. And I think this also extends to uh, yourself as a resilience and leadership coach, Also, you mentioned already Parents, You just answered this question, which I wanted also to to ask uh, how they can foster resilience at home with their children. Because we all know that children are born with this intuition, like you just said. But as they grow, society starts programming them. And because we are already programmed, we fail to see that. This is an area which we fail to see. So now when we are are educating the schools about this certain area, we are also educating the parents. Imagine this double impact impact that it will
0: oh, make yes absolutely huge impact and this is a, a trend which is very much on the rise and this is what i really welcome all these programs we have at the Hartmouth institute they are more and more implemented in school because um, teachers they are waking up to this because teachers they are under very um, heavy pressure at home, from the within their work, and also with the children, and there has to be some kind of you know a calmness to be kept within people. So to to um, have a calm interaction and to be able to function in a classroom and to create an atmosphere we where where children can efficiently learn and grow and develop. Yeah. And this is where all these new discoveries and also the techniques and the tools we can use, which are already there, which where they come in. But what amazes me the most in all of this process is not only the research and the new trends and the tools we have, the intrinsic tools, the natural tools we are born with. It is uh, at the end of the day, what makes all the difference is the human existence as such. Yeah, it is the amazing unlimited potential and the power we carry inside of us and which is accessible for any one of us regardless of age regardless of descent of background and uh, what we have been through in life everything can at any moment in time be reactivated and we can also and that's a good thing we can also with a little bit of exercise sustain these abilities to replenish and to heal ourselves and to create a better environment within ourselves, better emotions and feelings within ourselves, and then naturally create a more coherent, more peaceful and social environment in the human interaction. And I have much faith in this unlimited human resources, natural resources, and there is uh, no reason whatsoever to be fearful and to live a life of stress and insecurity. Yeah, we just need to wake up to these amazing powers.
1: Yes and I would also like to add if you don't mind that focusing on this on this area in our lives does not mean any type or form of weakness yes. on the other yes. the other side it is this strength in us because sometimes it might be misinterpreted you know when a child cries sometimes we say to him you are crying only babies cry but we yes. know that crying is this way to express your emotions Absolutely. so what's the point yes. of encouraging them although unintentionally to hide these emotions and as they grow up these these emotions, these negative emotions, will show. Will eventually show in their life, and it will not have Most any certainly. type of uh, of a positive consequence.
0: Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And everything has um, has a reason. Crying has a reason. Yawning has a reason. Yeah. So there is nothing in nature that is doesn't have a deeper meaning and deeper meaning, especially also for us to use and to realize and recognize what it's there for. Yeah. The, all the. Yes human intrinsic tools the intuition intelligent um, systems and, and everything yes
1: yes Bretta, we have had such an amazing conversation and I'm very happy that you have shared and I am sharing as well. And there is a wide array of researches about heart intelligence. And with the analysis of heart rate variability or the HRVs, these aspects that we once thought invisible and immeasurable can be noticed and even measured. And this is a very important point to mention because this can be measured. It's now being backed up by science. So, so much about physiological psychological variables about interconnectivity, experiential studies of states like joy and compassion, which we never thought we can ever measure, and much more. Now this theme can be extended for hours and I personally love to delve deep into it because it's also part of my approach for conscious learning and being the eye in orbit starts for integrate your mind and positive energy in motion in in everything that you do. And I always target learning communities, but unfortunately we have to end our conversation for now, So, Bretta, I am so happy that you have joined us and I call all educators and parents to start exploring heart intelligence. Thank you so absolutely. much for this uh, and let's call it Heartful Talk.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yes. And I thank you for giving this opportunity and to bring this onto the table because, you know, when you wake up to the power of your heart and especially the heart-brain connection. This is something so amazing, so powerful. And I can't thank you enough that you are on the same road and you implement it also in your life and in the life of your children and also in your collective and so forth. And uh, should we, as uh, we are also on a common quest to make all these facilities accessible to a broader audience, I would like to share to the audience or anyone else these uh, uh, two little gifts from me from the Hartmut Institute, if yes, you like. Yes, please. Yes. Yes, yeah. okay. that would maybe, be great. Maybe. Maybe you can also include them as a link. They are accessible, of course, online. You may include a link or maybe send out a link. And number one is a link to the Hardmath experience, which is an absolutely magnificent and wonderful course available in many languages, uh, English, of course, Russian, German, Arabic, Turkish, even Greek. This is a beautiful course, maybe an hour and a half. Um, separated into nine or ten lessons, easy to follow videos with a lot of information, with these exercises and not only the exercise we did here, the heart focus breathing, also very powerful exercises for accessing intuition and so forth. So this is a heart math experience. This is a free course. You just need to register. Absolutely free to to see to watch. And uh, this is what I would like to offer to the audience, whoever likes. And also, I have a little gift for the little children, which is always, you know, very close to my heart. The children, they grow up confident, secure and loving and compassionate. And I created, when we had the first outbreak, the first lockdowns in 2020 due to COVID, I created a little little ebook for children, which can be read together with children by parents by educators by teachers by kindergarten teachers and that's the ebook sending love with heart which also includes a very simple little exercise and which brings children back to to security to understanding why things happen and that they are not alone and that they are very powerful so this is something i would also like to offer a free ebook in, you may follow this link and read it together with your children. This particular ebook is um, suitable for children between three and even eight years old, if you like. But anyone can read it and
1: enjoy it. Oh, Bretta, I wholeheartedly thank you for this generous gift. Gift, And I will definitely share it as a link in the description because I think this this can be the perfect tool to start with, whether it's with parents or in schools. I thank you from the bottom of my heart for this nice gesture, sharing this on, on our podcast. Thank you. And as usual, we come to the open-ended question. And this is a guest episode. So I leave this question to our guest, Bretta Simon, a personal resilience coach certified by the Institute of Heart Math, specializing in uh, stress management, self-regulation and sensitive trauma recovery, psychological counseling for individuals and teams. To you, Bretta.
0: Yeah, thank you, Manna. So my question to the audience is actually something to ponder about and to think about because... Considering the fact that we all have been overwhelmed by anxiety and by insecurity and stress as a result, and bearing in mind that life is about all these emotions, the negative ones and positive ones, I would like to ask the audience, how would you feel if you knew that you have an amazing power within you? that enables you to overcome any challenge and that makes you feel almost invincible. How would that make you feel to know of such intrinsic power?